Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I'm super excited to have my next episode of my podcast, Rewarding Conversations, because I'm here with my buddy Sean. Say hello to the world, Sean. Hello, world. Nice voice. (laughs) We were discussing right beforehand that you have a lovely podcasting voice. And you said, I haven't done this in a while. So let's get to that immediately. (laughs) What does a while mean? Have you been on podcasts before? I've been on one podcast before. Okay. Um, My uh, friend of mine from college did a Pokemon podcast with a bunch of his buddies from high school. Oh. And originally I was supposed to be like a guest person Uh on that podcast. And then it got to a point where it was like, we need people. Can you come back? Can you come back? Can you come back? And I did probably like 10 episodes with them. Wow. Okay. Um, that's a whole thing a lot about, of fun. yeah, that's the whole thing about the podcast world. It's like, Hey, do you want to do one episode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do 30 more? And you go, um, uh, that's the whole thing is, you know, my podcast relies obviously very heavily on guests on having people on. And that was kind of a nerve wracking thing. It was an, it's an exciting thing for me because I get to meet all different kinds of people from all over the world. I just recorded one with somebody who lives just outside of London. Um, I've recorded with people that live in Germany, uh, you know, all over the country, um, you know, Florida, California, all over. But my podcast, literally in the title, Conversations, I can't just talk to myself. (laughs) I mean, I could. You could. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there would be a niche for that. People would listen. Um, If people are listening to ASMR. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They'll listen to you talk to yourself. Um, You know, somebody might show up at my door asking if I need help. But, like, I could have a podcast where I just talk to myself. Uh, My whole thing, though, is I rely very heavily on guests. So I try to really seek them out ahead of time, beforehand, kind of down the road. And it it feels very comfortable for me to have about two or three podcast episodes worth of guests kind of ahead of the time. Uh, Ideally, I would like to have a month out ahead. And right now, I think I'm at like three weeks out. So that makes me feel very comfortable. But, you know, sometimes I'll reach out to like five people you know, to have them on and five people respond. And I'm like, sweet. And sometimes I reach out to 10 people and one responds. Uh, so it's a very kind of feast or famine type of weird thing. But yeah. um, speaking of the the Pokemon, uh, <laughs> a previous episode that I had, I had Brandon on. Yeah. Um, everybody out there knows Brandon. That was one of my, uh, I would say, most popular episodes. People really like the one that I did with Brandon. Him and I are actually talking about doing something together. So Stay tuned, audience. You might hear from us in the future. Oh, uh-huh. breaking news. Um, breaking. <laughs> yeah, breaking news. I don't know what that was. It's like Morse code. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was familiar. I didn't question it. Yeah, right? You were like, that makes sense. I was like, I'm not questioning any of that. Yeah, so we might do. But Brandon is, for lack of a better term, a nerd. And I don't say that in a negative way. Nerds are running the world. Nerds unite. I love nerds. They, I surround myself with them. But I, you know. And I don't mean that as in a bad term, like, but he's very, he describes himself as very nerdy, uh, you know, um, but it's the kind of hybrid nerd where like, he's super into like anime and and cartoons and certain, you know, different types of music stuff and all that. Uh, But he's really, you know, phenomenal in social environments and stuff like that. So, you know, that stigma for the longest time was like, if you're nerdy, you don't want to be around people and you don't, you don't like talking Mm -hmm. to people and all that. And Brandon is like identified as like a hardcore nerd, but he loves, he's really good at being around people. I don't know if he loves it, but he's really good at being around people. Um, he's, he's really good at interactions and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, how would you describe yourself, Sean? Would you describe yourself as nerdy s geeky? Um, I know you're just Sean. That's who you are. But yeah. like, what kind of, <laughs> if you had to say, let me, let me put myself into a box or a couple boxes, like what kind of, 
you know, um, what would you say you're kind of in now? And has that changed from when you were younger? Um, that's While you're thinking question. about that, I'm going to yeah. side note everybody, because people are probably listening to this going, um, who is Sean, by the way? Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> Sean... <laughs> Sean is a buddy of mine, uh, and my my wife and I met Sean at a local uh, restaurant and brewery uh, called Boss Dog, um, and uh, Sean works there, and he was just, like, the coolest person we interacted with there, and we were those people at the table. I know, like, viewers out there might, you've all done this. You've gone to, like, a restaurant, a bar, whatever it may be, and you've had that one, like, person that you've interacted with that works there where you're like, man... I would like to hang out with that person. I bet that is a fun person to hang out with. And we thought that, so we followed it up by saying, hey, do you want to hang out sometime? <laughs> uh, fully acknowledging that Sean might think that we were sociopaths, but uh, we kind of went with it, and uh, here we are. And I didn't die, so we're great. And Sean is still <laughs> alive. I will say that. Sean is still alive. Um, yeah, but but we just had such great interactions with you. You had yeah. such a big personality, and you just seemed like a very kind human. Like, just right off the Thank bat, you. just a very kind person. So uh, we were like, yeah, let's hang out with this guy. And we've hung out a bunch of times, and we've had a great time mm-hmm. hanging out. You're, uh, I, I like when I make an assumption about somebody, and it's completely <laughs> accurate. Uh, Sean is a fantastic human, so that is why he is here right now. Um, so that's your intro. Congratulations, you have an official Woo. introduction. Uh, now back to the original question <laughs> that you're not getting out of. Um, how would you kind of self-describe yourself? Um, so I never, I, I've never really thought about, like I do a lot of nerdy, a lot of, quote, geeky things. I don't know if I've ever like self-identified as a nerd, but I guess I probably am because a lot of my interests delve into like nerd territory because, and I've always been like that. I don't know. Growing up, I, I just always, I, I feel like I had a lot of things that I enjoyed and that I did where I should have been bullied a lot more than I was. <laughs> really? Yes. That's an interesting thing, yes. actually. Um, I, uh, real quick, I just want to chime yeah. in. Um, I was actually exactly the same. Were you? I, I have said this quite a bit. And maybe I was bullied behind my back, which is totally fine. Right. That's the American like, way of doing maybe it. Don't do it to your face. Do it behind somebody's back. Um, but yeah, I was never really bullied much yeah. like to my face, um, which was a really interesting thing. And I was into a, like a bunch of nerdy mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't know why. Anyway, I digress. Continue. No, I feel like you and I probably, well, I mean, I know just because I know we've talked, but I think that you and I had similar, we were very similar growing up. Like yeah. I was always bigger. I was a chubbier kid. Yeah, same. Um, I was into things like Sailor Moon and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and what else did I do? Like charmed when I was a teenager was like my huge thing. Yeah. I absolutely adored. Um, and Harry Potter was a big thing for me. Like I was all into fantasy and magic and like, and all that big stuff. But then I also like, and you know, I was in the orchestra. I played violin. I sang like, I you did a lot choir. of that. Like I did a lot of like, yes, nerdy. Stuff. But I also like, one thing that I'm grateful for to my parents is they, never said I couldn't do something, but they always encouraged me to also do sports and athletics. Oh, because okay. like they were always, That's interesting. they were always like, I, like I came home, I was like, I want to play the violin. My mom was like, okay, she figured it out, blah, 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 blah. But with like 
I never really wanted to be in sports a lot okay. when I was younger. Yeah. When I got older, I very much realized how important it was, and I enjoyed it a lot more when I got older yeah. and getting into high school and stuff. But they always really encouraged me to be in sports. So like, I played football up through until I was in seventh grade, and then I started wrestling, and I wrestled all throughout high school. Um and I think that was really good for me. And I think it was one of the reasons why I could kind of, like, hold my own against yeah. people. And I think why I maybe garnered a little bit more respect from people that might have been doing a lot of the bullying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because I was involved in pretty much everything. Like, I did music stuff. I did sports stuff. I did. I, I was in, you know in honors classes and things. So I knew so many different groups and different types of people growing up that I think it just kind of, I was well-rounded because of that, which was good. So I'm, I'm at the time I was kind of annoyed because I was like, I don't want to do this. And then, but their encouragement, my mom was like, you need to do something like you're, you're a bigger kid. You need to be active in wow. some way, shape or form. And it Shout was... out to Sean's mom. Yeah, right. I, I mean, no, really, that's yeah. that's a really incredible hindsight. Yeah. Um I was I was very, very similar in that um I was I think I think it was like by the time I was in senior year of high school, I was in like thirteen different clubs. Um and it was everything from like ping pong to camping club to student <laughs> government, um to I we helped to start actually the for the school's first environmental club. It was called Shape. Oh, I love that. Shout out to anybody that is listening in the void, either now or fifteen years from now, and they come across this episode in post apocalyptic, you know, US, Ohio, Cleveland, um, and they hear this. Uh it was called Shape Club, students helping and protecting the environment. I yeah. love that. Yeah, so we would go out and do, like, waterway cleanups. We would teach kids about, like, the importance of, like, not throwing their trash out. We would do uh, tree and plant, uh, like, planting initiatives with elementary schools and things like that. Um, and it was really cool. We actually got an award for, like, Club of the Year and stuff like that. So that was really cool. That was, like, really, really neat. I, I enjoyed being a part of that. And, um, yeah, that was, like, a lot of fun. But I was also into sports. Like, uh -huh. I threw shot put and discus on the track and field team. I did that, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, that I think that helped me because a lot of the people, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm putting, you know, some people on blast. It's not everybody, but a lot of people um, that were the bullies, at least in my school, they were the athletes. The, mm -hmm. They were the cool guys. Mm -hmm. They were the cool girls. Um, you know, they... We we had a good school for athletics. We competed for national championships and state championships in multiple sports. So we were very well known for athletics. Um, and some of those people were absolutely phenomenal. They were my friends. And some of those people were not so nice. Um, and hopefully that, that has changed, you know, mm -hmm. now. But I think what helped me in the long run was a lot of those people that were, quote, not so nice. I wasn't friends with them, but they knew who I was. We went to the same practices. Mm -hmm. They saw me put in the work, things like that. So whether they liked me or not, like don't care right but at the end of the day they left me alone and that was right. the thing they left me alone um and i actually got that was aggressive <laughs> um i actually got into a couple like verbal 
bars with people where I would see some of my like teammates and stuff like messing with other people. And it's like, and I would just kind of do that because listen, I'm not a hero, right? I was in high school. I was angsty. I was a teen, you know, whatever it was. I, I was, I cared about not being the outcast. I didn't want to get picked on myself. So like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say, Hey, you don't, you pick on that person. That is wrong of you. And then they just beat me up instead. But I would say like, Hey man, like leave it alone. Or like, I would distract them and be like, Hey, like, let's go do this or let's go, you know, all right, cool, cool. Um, and that was my way of trying to like help some people, um, you know, that were getting in hindsight, I wish I would just stand up and say, Hey man, this isn't cool. Like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. But I didn't have that kind of guts, uh, back then, but luckily I've developed a little bit of that now. Um, but it's a really interesting thing of that kind of balance of, it almost allows you to be more comfortably into that kind of quote unquote nerdy stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're involved in that more athletic stuff, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it was almost like a protection, like a layer of armor. So what other sort of like you, you did like show choir mm-hmm. um you did that kind of stuff. were there any other like clubs or anything that you were in that you really enjoyed when you were in school um give the audience a frame of reference how old are you <laughs> i'm 29 okay so sean is 29 so about <laughs> six years younger than i am so we kind of that high school got like for mm. me this is the way i always set it up for the viewers i got my first cell phone senior year of high school Facebook became a thing freshman year of college. That's my, that is my like description box of how old I am. Um, So did you have social media and, and phone and stuff throughout high school or did that come later or what? I got my first cell phone in ninth grade. That makes sense. Um, yeah. It was a Razor flip phone. It was my favorite. I what? loved it. Coolest guy ever. <laughs> well, the funny thing was like, it was this whole thing where my parents, because they got two phones, they were able to upgrade for another phone and they had like like the bricks, like the old the type, Gordon like Gecko, Nokia bricks. Like but because Wall they got Street, both yeah. of those, I was able to get a razor. So I thought it was hilarious for like the first couple years of our family plan. I had the nicest phone the out best of the You were like suckers. <laughs> like, I don't but know how this I, worked. It out, was but... great. Um but yeah, um MySpace was like slowly becoming a thing. In, like, eighth grade, like, I remember not being allowed to have a MySpace page, and I never did. Like, to this you day, I never I've had a MySpace. Never had a, I had you a have friend. have not lived, my friend. <laughs> a friend <laughs> who made one for me, but she didn't remember the password. That's so helpful. then, like, it, it didn't. It's probably we, like it, we Sean just didn't, one like, two three yeah, four. Yeah, and you're like, so I can never. I'm sure, this I think out. there's one out there in the ether somewhere that was meant for me, but I never, I never had one. All right, so I don't encourage bad behavior, but <laughs> if any hackers out there want to try to find Sean's MySpace page, and we're not going to tell you Sean's last name because this is part of the fun. <laughs> if you can find Sean's MySpace page by not knowing what he looks like and not knowing his last name, that I, I will give you chubbier. a one hundred dollar prize. Whoever. <laughs> Whoever that is out there, I will send you a $100 Amazon gift card if you can find Sean's MySpace page oh my and reorganize his top eight. Like paper <laughs> can you even get on MySpace anymore? No, like I don't think it exists. Thing. That's why I'm I putting a challenge out there. Oh like, hackers God. unite. <laughs> like, so let's go. Funny. Wow. So you did have a MySpace, but you never utilized never it. Never utilized it. What I, always, what I always talk about is on my MySpace, I remember when they gave you the ability to put a song on your mm. MySpace page. So when you brought up your page, when somebody clicked on your page, a song would start playing like right away. And you had that little like player in there and it was like the coolest thing. Um, I legit, I legitimately remember sitting there and agonizing over what my song was going to be. Cause my song was going to defy 
my life. Like my life would be defined by what song was on uh-huh. there. And so I've always been into like older music, 70s and 80s music, like I've always been into. And I like a lot of like modern stuff now. But back in the day, I was one of those weird kids that like, but I like some of the, the stuff going on, like Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park, one of the greatest albums ever made. <laughs> it's one of the greatest albums ever made. Shout out to anybody that's in their mid 30s. They know what I'm talking oh, about. Goodness. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Also, uh, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card um, is one of my favorite albums ever. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, but no, my whole thing was, what song am I going to put? So I was thinking Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Because, of course. Would, that would be a good option, which I love that song so much. It's like the most overplayed song ever, but I love it. I just went through and through and through my head. Well, one day, I came across a film that was on TV uh, with one of my favorite actors, Tom Hanks. As Sean knows, I'm a movie geek for all of you out there that might not know. Um, and it was called That Thing You Do. And the theme, Sean is making the best face ever right now. Um, the theme song for that movie became my very first and only ever MySpace song. You so it was that thing you do. Thing you yes, do. exactly. <laughs> Breaking my heart into a million pieces like, like you always, you always yep. do. That was my, that w- yes, look at Sean go. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was my MySpace uh, theme song. So this is going to, uh, this next little anecdote is going to help whoever uh, finds my MySpace page figure out who I am. Hackers because Unite. Hackers Unite. Um, so in eighth grade at my, in my show choir, we did a, um, it was like a Hollywood theme. So basically all we did, we did theme songs from movies and TV shows. Oh, and that was the fun. whole theme. So that thing you do was one was of the songs there. that we did in eighth grade show choir. So that's why I got so excited. That thing you do is such a catchy song. It is. And it's like Tom Hanks' character in the movie says, like, you know, I want something snappy, something catchy. It's like, that's what that song is. Mm -hmm. It is so snappy and so catchy. (laughs) Uh, My wife and I uh, actually watched it not too long ago. And I was like, I wonder how this movie is going to hold up. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It holds up so wonderfully. (laughs) There's so many great actors in that before they were famous, um, which is really cool. Um, because at the time, Liv Tyler wasn't really that famous. Stephen Tyler's daughter, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Steve Zahn wasn't really that famous. um, Um... and what's his name that played Guy? Uh, I forget his name. Um, but, you know, and then Colin Hanks. I think it was, like, one of his first movies, Tom Hanks' son. He, like, literally, like, helps Liv Tyler up the stairs or get out of the car or something. And that's it. He's in it for, like, two seconds. Um, but, yeah, that's such a good movie. I love that movie so much. Uh, I'm going to take a coffee sip break. <laughs> Sean brought me coffee. Um, I have a – what do I have? What did I get? You got a hazelnut latte with almond milk. Oh. Such a yeah. good choice. Shout out to Arabica in downtown Willoughby. Come see us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about that most? How subtle that plug was. <laughs> that was such you like that? a subtle, just, it's like, if you weren't even listening, you wouldn't know that would, took up five seconds of air. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate uh, this. Um, that's not too far from here. Mm-mm. That's actually really close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll have to come in and see you work like hey buddy come say hi. what's up uh comes at world out there come say hi to sean mm-hmm. come um and once again you don't know what he looks like nope. and you don't know what his last name is no but i feel um, like the the voice and the laugh will give it away it'll get quickly. the laugh will give it away <laughs> you have a great laugh you have a very like how do i want to describe it like a genuine laugh you Thank have you. a very genuine laugh i feel like most people nowadays um have those like different types of laughs for different environments like if you're at work 
that like oh <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> uh and then there's people that you know have the like the fake laugh like in just in the moment uh-huh. of like oh that's so fun <laughs> oh that's so funny ha <laughs> that's so funny and you're like that was not funny at all to that person uh, and you know, <laughs> yeah, the awkward, <laughs> uncomfortable laugh. Exactly. That was like the awkward or your eyes kind of look around. You all know what I'm talking about out there. We're like, you're in that group set. You're at your family gathering and you know, your aunt Patty says something and you're like, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And in your mind, you're just like, can I just please leave? Can I just get out of here, please? Heads up. If you're an adult listening to this, yes, you can. Chosen family is a real thing. You don't have to put up with stuff you don't want to put up with. Anyway, getting back to your laugh, you have a very kind of like real hearty, like real laugh. I I really, really like it. Have you always laughed like that? Uh, Yeah. And that seems like a weird question, but it's not because most people do not laugh the way you do. Yeah. You kind of really, really laugh and you make people around feel good. Like my wife, Em, has actually commented. She's like, I really like his laugh. Like, so it's a real thing, you know? So has has that always been, have you always been like a happy guy, a positive guy, or is that kind of an adulthood development? No, I think that's kind of been my whole life. Um, I've kind of been known for my laugh. Um, I've actually had several people accuse me of faking my laugh um and i don't know if that was out of like jealousy if or if they thought i was being i mean i have definitely calmed down a lot as i've gotten older i used to definitely be very over the top not necessarily with my laugh but just like I'm a very boisterous person. Yeah. I definitely calmed down a lot as I've gotten older. So you used to be like more animated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was much more animated as when I was younger. Um and I definitely did I did that on purpose. Um but my laugh was never something that I exaggerated. Like if I didn't think yeah. something was funny, I did not laugh and if I did then then I laughed. Good. <laughs> so Yeah. Um but yeah, I had multiple I've had not multiple, but maybe probably two or three people in my life accuse me of Really of faking my laugh. My, like, I promise it's not. It's real. It's real. It's real. Especially when I was younger, I would, I would go like, if I thought something was funny, I would be in a fit. Yeah. Like, like when I get going laughing, it just. I mean, if something's it funny, stop. it's funny. <laughs> I um, I actually just saw like a meme the other day where it said like, um, don't, don't like change your weird to make other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you should surround yourself with people that like your weird, Mm -hmm. that like your laugh, that like your sense of humor. Like growing up, it was always that fit in, conform. Mm -hmm. You want to be like everybody else. You want to be, quote, normal. And then you get older and you realize that there is no such thing as normal, number Mm -hmm. one, because every single human is different, whether they want to show it to you or not. Every single human is different. Um, We all have thoughts that we don't say. We all have things we don't do because we fear society's backlash, people around us going, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of, you know, crawl under your skin and die moment of like, oh, look, I showed somebody who I really was and they completely rejected me. I'm never doing this again. Mm -hmm. Um, So shout out to everybody out there that feels that way. Um, Be be yourself because the people that that surround themselves with you, with you being yourself, are going to be people that are loyal to you your whole life. And they're going to be people that love you. So anyway, off my soapbox, but that's true. No, staying on the soapbox for a second. One of my all-time favorite movie quotes comes from a Disney Channel original movie. Shout out to fans of Halloween Town. But it Halloween comes to, Town. <laughs> but it comes from Debbie Reynolds, who played. Of course, it comes Agatha, from exactly. Debbie Reynolds. Um, and she goes, oh, being normal is vastly overrated. And I never forgot that. Like, that yeah. was such a big moment in my life the first time watching yeah. her and seeing her say that. Like, yeah. 
and it's true. It's I, um, overrated. I remember, and this is going to be for those cinephiles out there. You're you're going to have to dig deep into this. Brendan Fraser, one of his very first movies, it might be his first movie, Encino Man, Sean Astin, Pauly Shore. Um, so anybody that's understanding this reference, um, you're an OG. Um, <laughs> but in the movie, uh, when they so the plot of this film is is pretty brilliant and it's pretty revolutionary and it's very forward thinking. Brendan Fraser is a frozen caveman that Sean Astin and Polly Shore thaw out with a bunch of heaters in their garage. So I Naturally. mean, this it was obviously nominated for the Oscar for best movie ever made. Um, but the one line I remember taking from that movie uh, that that actually stuck with me, and I still think about it, is when Sean Astin says, "You know, we got we got to make them like us. We got to make them normal." And Polly Shore says, "Normal? What is that? That's boring. Nobody wants to be normal." And the whole thing is Pauly Shore is the weirdest guy ever in the movie. He's very weird. His style is very strange. His fashion is very strange. But he ends up being the one that really allows the other character, his friend Sean Astin, to, like, relax more and be more himself and not try to conform to, like, oh, this guy's going to make us cool and we'll fit in in high school now. And Pauly Shore is like, I don't care. I don't want to fit in. Like, why would I want to fit in with people I don't like? I don't understand what you're saying. Like... And I remember as a kid being like, yeah, that's exactly it. And then I was like, I don't have the guts to say this like he does, but this is what I think and feel. Um, I don't want to just fit in with people I don't like or whatever. And and I could never understand that whole notion of, you know, I keep going back to high school, but that's what it was like of the people that I saw so many people wanting to be the most like was the people that they disliked the most. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't understand that, that whole like mean girls factor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to mean girls. I love that movie. Um, but that, that whole thing uh, of, you know, um, Lindsay Lohan's character wanting to wanting so desperately and eventually becoming the people that she disliked mm -hmm. the most essentially. So that's, it's just such a strange... I don't know where that started. I don't know when that started. Probably in like the 1600s somewhere um, with some sort of monarchy. Uh, but I, I don't know how that started, but that became such a thing. Was that... Is is that what it was like for you? Or were you comfortable um, being weird? and Because you were involved in a lot of things. You were involved in a lot of those yeah. like quote-unquote different yeah. odd things. Yeah. Did that make you feel more comfortable and more protected to be surrounded by those people? Or did you secretly have that... Uh, I, I want to do the things I want to do, but I also just want to fit in. I There were definitely moments where, like, I wanted to fit in, but I knew where I had fun, you know, yeah, and definitely. who I had fun with. Yeah. And there were definitely some times where, like, some of my closest friends that I was hanging out with, like, there were definitely times where I would be with a group of friends and be like, well, I would rather be with this group of friends right now. Yeah, or, like, I sure. would rather be with this group. But it never, I was never, like... I don't want to be with these people ever, yeah. you know. Situational, so, right? It was yeah. situ. It was always situational. Um, but I never. I don't know. I like. I feel like the the stereotypical high school experience was something that I didn't really have. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I like I. I mean, I went to school. I had fun in my classes. I enjoyed the things that I, I did. School. I was yeah, I was I very school. much an angsty kid, especially when I was cutting weight for wrestling because i wasn't eating so i was just grumpy the entire time that um, sounds like but... <laughs> a ball of fun that sounds like a ton of fun but like i just i mean i just did it and i had a blast like being yeah. in show choir was one of my absolute favorite things and um being on the wrestling team like and getting i remember being on the mat 
and being off the mat and just like screaming at some of my some of my teammates to to do, like while they were wrestling like screaming in a good way and yeah. being like like cheering, excel, like cheering them, them on, on and, and being excited like them. I remember yeah. like those are the things I remember being I I remember being on stage for orchestra and we did um eighteen twelve overture and I remember we had the giant bass drums up in the balcony and doing it for the cannon hit and everything like those are the things like those visceral things are the things that I remember and um I don't know I just had fun I I there I are definitely that. moments where I felt. I felt maybe not good enough or not a part of certain things, yeah. but I also knew that I was a part of enough that I I had fun. Like every, I mean, yeah. I I went to a very large high school. I did too, and very I will big. I will argue that a majority of the people there knew who I was, um, and that's not being. I'm, no, I'm not trying to be, was, I'm no, not, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it, I'm not yeah. trying to be like, you know, oh, I was green, blah, blah, blah. I just, it just is what it was. It's just true. It's yeah. just true. Yeah. Um, but I had fun. And I think a big part of growing up is getting, I would say that I had a, I had a harder time in college with that than I did in high school. Really? I think I tried harder to fit in with certain groups of people in college okay. than I did in high school, I was more worried about what certain people thought of me in certain groups while I was hmm. Why do you there. think that was? Um, honestly, it was probably because I had come out and it was my first time of actually being to be 100% authentic so in myself. So in high school, you were not out? I was not. Okay. No, I was but, very So when did positive. you come out in college? Was it like freshman year? Like, yeah, was it, it right was, away? You were just like, was, hey, this is me. I, my plan going into college was to get through school yeah. and come out afterward. Okay. I lasted about two weeks. There you go. <laughs> I mean, when you make plans, they, the one thing you know <laughs> is that it will not go according to plan. Well, they also put me in the um, Celebrate the Arts dorm. So you're like, buckle up. There were so many gays. Yeah. There were so many gays. And I was just like, okay, here we go. Did that make you feel like genuinely more like coming out because you were surrounded by people who were out already. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and the other thing is, and I mean, in retrospect, like this is just kids being kids. We were all, we were 18. Like we yeah. were kids. Yeah. Um, and a lot, I had a lot of people ask me yeah. like straight out, which yeah. in hindsight, I'm like, why would you ever do that to somebody? I, but I like, I understand. I understand. So yeah. Do, do you think though, overall, like when you look back at your college experience, were you glad at the end of the day that you came out freshman year oh, and yeah. just said like, okay, this is four years of me being who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. 100%. Good. Um, it's, it's funny when you, when you said that, like, why would somebody do that? I immediately thought this is another throwback. We're doing a lot of throwbacks to <laughs> real world. Did you ever watch real world? No. Oh my I gosh. Never, okay. I'm not I, a huge reality. I mean, I'm more of a reality this, TV okay. person now. Let but me, not let them. me be clear. And I'm the exact opposite because reality TV now is not reality TV. It is scripted television. It is like an episode of a show. Mm -hmm. um, this is back when early days of real world. Shout out to anybody that knows what I'm talking about. I remember this so vividly. Real world Hawaii. They went to Hawaii and they were living in a place. And literally the one guy, and I forget his name, um, he said, you know, I think I'm going to wait a while before I come out to people. I think I'm going to just kind of, you know, be, you know, observe figure out what's going to be comfortable. They literally get there. 
they arrive on the very first day at the house. And they're like, oh, we have this amazing pool in the back. And everybody's getting in the pool. And literally one guy looks at him and he goes, hey, man, are you gay? And he went, um, yes. And then it shows his little aside. And he goes, well, I guess I'm not waiting. Uh, like literally like open opening dialogue to the very first episode is him going like, I think I'm going to kind of feel it out and wait. And a dude just looks at him and goes, hey, man, are you gay? And he's like, uh, y- yeah. So it's that whole notion of, you know, you have a game plan and you go, I think this might be what's best for me. And somebody goes, nah, I'm, I'm just going to blow this up. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure it became almost like a lesson for that relationship between those two throughout the season of him, like educating him of saying like, you don't do that to people. Mm-hmm. Like that's not okay to do to people. Um, if somebody is not, if you think somebody might be gay bisexual you know they're lgbtq plus they're in that community and they do not openly tell you you don't walk up to them and go hey are you gay right you don't do that right um you know you wouldn't do that to to a straight person yeah exactly (laughs) that's 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 the whole thing and i i actually really enjoy when shows like snl and stuff will make fun of that of like uh when they'll they there was some skit i forget i think it was snl but it was like a straight person coming out as straight Uh and they're at like a party or whatever and the guy's like yeah, so, like, I just, you know, I want to tell you guys something, and, like, this is a big deal. And they're like, yeah, man, we know. You're straight. And he's like, what? And they're like, no, we know. We get it. Like, you you love to go to rodeos, and you love to <laughs> and you love to do this. Hey, there's and, a big yeah. gay rodeo yeah. scene No, 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 there, so. I know, but, like, the whole thing. He's like, no, you, you own, like, a Ford F-150. We know, man. We got it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, thank you guys for accepting. Like, you know, we've been wanting to say something for a while, and... <laughs> Um, and it's like, and, and, and I like seeing those things because it's that whole thing of like, yeah, this is that that whole notion of like, you don't approach people and just say, Hey, mm-hmm. are you gay? And it's like, wait, that's your intro to me. Right. Like, hi, by the way, this is my name. Like it, it's, that's that whole thing of like, you, when you make that the most important thing about a human, like, you know, it, right. it, you have to believe me, recognize, accept, you know, it, understand, um, the history and all of that. But like. When your intro to somebody is like, "Oh, hi, my name is so and so. Are you gay?" Yeah. And you go, "What? This is this is how you want to start our relationship? Mm-hmm. This is what it is." Um, but I'm glad that you were able to have that experience and you know come out and feel like for the four years that you were in college, this is me, this mm-hmm. is who I am, and kind of begin that like exploration of you, you yeah, know, openly out. But yeah. but you said that you wanted to be more like. It, accepted throughout college or you thought about that more um did did you coming out was that a part of that process Uh, when you're saying like i'm being my most authentic self right now this is exactly who i am so what sort of i don't know if you want to term it as pressure or what whether it's internal external what was that process like for you so i've never psychoanalyzed myself like this during my college well leave it to me (laughs) Um, to help to break you I, down, <laughs> psychoanalyze. No, I, I don't want to look at it like that at yeah. all. I want to. I'm very, very interested in just humans in mm-hmm. general and how we process things and how we perceive things, um, both externally and ourselves. Because I feel like we can't be our best versions for other people until we're our best versions yeah. for ourselves. Um, until you're like comfortable with yourself. So, like for me, I remember my process of like, um, you know, I, I went through high school and. 
I said, I'm going to do a bunch of these different things as much as I possibly can so that I can fit in with as many people so that I can avoid being made fun of mm-hmm. by people because I was a bigger guy and I was loud. I was goofy. I was a comedian, which, you know, is a defense mechanism, but also makes you a target, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're loud and goofy for, you know, somebody that doesn't like you and they're a person that can be a bully person, they're going to target you, you know, so you use it for a shield and you use it as a like, uh, you know, like, I hope this works out. Um, and then when I was in college, I remember early on thinking like, I remember arriving like first day and I'm like, man, I hope I make one friend. I hope I just make one friend. And I made some incredible friends. I met Mm -hmm. some amazing humans in college. I met incredible professors. Um, You know, I had a, I had a really, I had a really wonderful college experience as Mm -hmm. well um, that, you know, I, I will always take with me and remember. And that makes me feel very old because I've been out of college now for like 13 years. I don't like saying that out loud. Mm-hmm. That's like, what? Mm-hmm. What is happening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I found kind of my group and who I was very early on. I was a tour guide in college. So was I. Yeah, you were. <laughs> um, I was a tour guide from freshman year. Um, and I remember that was a real, I, I think that was a super important kind of uh, factor and moment for me is becoming a tour guide because mm-hmm. a lot of the people I was closest friends with were other tour guides or I met them through my tour guide mm-hmm. group. We were all the same. We were all outgoing. We were weird. Uh, we we were chill. We were mm-hmm. funny. We were goofy. We I was like, oh, the, these people are like me. These people are like me. Mm-hmm. And there was some tour guides I didn't like as much, but I'm not going to say who. You know who you are. Um, but but I found people that were like me, mm-hmm. and that set me up for the four years I was there. I was mm-hmm. a, I was a tour guide all four years, and I loved it, and it was a great time, and I got to meet phenomenal people. But that was sort of my like beginning our like layer of armor like oh yeah. okay i found a group that is like me yeah um so you got you were in that kind of dorm with all the yes. other kind of like rt people and yes. stuff like that did you immediately identify of this group of like okay these people are like me or was it still like different for you um i i definitely very quickly we all just kind of clicked um i was very lucky in my freshman dorm very very lucky we had just a wonderful group of people. That's awesome. Um, and I think for me, the reason that I, like, I, I was just, I was honestly probably overly involved in college, even more so than I was in high school. Like, I did. So you really stretched yourself. Yeah, yeah. I stretched myself really thin. Yeah. Um, And I think part of that was overcompensating one one because i wanted to do as much as possible and two because i think i went from being as big as my high school was like i said i was still very well known so i think i was kind of a big fish in a smaller pond despite it being such a big school and then i went and was in a much 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 larger pond and that made me very insecure about and about it's a dramatic change it is and i think and so like a big part i think i became more performative in my outward expression of things which um it i'm i'm lucky because a lot of my really i mean a lot of my closest friends that i have now are from college my college years um so you went to a big school i did okay Um, population wise um, it wasn't the biggest school in the world, but I think between undergrad and graduate students, there were like eighteen to twenty thousand. Yeah, that's 
So it was big. big. My, <laughs> my under my my uh my four year college that I went to, my bachelor's, uh, we had I think it was like just shy of two thousand total students. Mm-hmm. So it was more like the size of my high school basically. My graduating class was huge. I think my college was actually like fairly comparable to my high school. And I I very intentionally wanted that. I had zero interest in you know, uh, I'm in I'm in Cleveland, so I'll use this example: Ohio State size school. Uh-huh. I had zero interest in that. I didn't even look at big schools, like at all. Um, I only looked at schools. I would say honestly, probably that had populations of like five thousand and under. Mm-hmm. Like those were the only schools I looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your high school graduating class amount? Um, I think it was like eight hundred. That was mine. Yeah, that was close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, big, big, <laughs> big. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really I wanted see to me my my four year college was at that size I felt like that was like mid range. You know? <laughs> so I, I was been like I didn't want to go to anywhere higher than that. Oh yeah, but you know. I also didn't really want to go to anywhere that was like my high school size because yeah. I I wanted kind of the it's funny because looking back on it now, I'm thinking, well, I wanted that kind of push into all of these big people and all of this like unknown. And then it made me very insecure about myself. So. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you thinking like, if you would go back, you would change it. Would you go to a smaller school or are you saying, you know what? No, my college experience was good enough. I met enough good people yeah. that like, no, I would keep it the same. I would 100% keep it yeah. the same. Yeah. That's my, good. Yeah. That's good. My college experience was a lot of things. I was not the best student at all. Going back to school now, I'm like, I am such a better student at 29 yeah. than I ever was at 18. Well, if you really think about it, we are so young. Uh-huh. At oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I like how yeah. you can be like, people are like, oh, like, it's okay to be immature at high school. And then you're like, six months later, six months later. you go to college and you're like, you're an adult. Right. Get to work. And you're right. like, I would wait. So six months ago, it was and, cool to right. be a kid. And right. now I have to be a grown up. Right. Like, I don't even know how to balance a checkbook. What am I doing here? Right. Like, yeah. What's a checkbook? Yeah, what's a checkbook? <laughs> uh, shout out to anybody that's listened to the podcast episode with Jenny, where Jenny talks about that she still carries her checkbook around with her. That's adorable. She literally said to me, how do you check your account balance? I said, through my banking app. How? And she goes, I should get one of those. And I went, Jenny. I love oh, Jenny to death. But that's like, great. But, like, here it is. This is how I sum her up. Jenny. That's on. great. Come on. No, Jenny. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I sometimes I long for that life. I honestly like something that I really like to do and I didn't start doing until I was older and really enjoying my life is disconnecting from everything. Mm -hmm. Turning your phone off, turning the TV off, turning every, you know, read a book, which I don't really do, but shout out to my wife. Um, M reads constantly all the time. She owns more books that she hasn't read than she will ever read in her life. Mm -hmm. But I love that about her. Um, but like play a board game, go for a walk around your neighborhood. Um, sit at a coffee shop with friends or outside of an ice cream place like you and I did not so long ago, which was such a wonderful night. We a had a really night. good time. That was great. Um, shout out to Mitchell's ice cream. Oh Hell yeah. Gosh, it's so good. Um, if anybody is from the Cleveland area, I don't think they're outside of the Cleveland area. I don't know. Um, I am a ice cream aficionado. And by aficionado, I mean I eat a lot of ice cream. Um, <laughs> and I've had ice cream in San Francisco and New York and Philadelphia and D.C. and all over the country. Ooh, Mitchell's, Mitchell, thank you. <laughs> uh, Mitchell's is legitimately maybe overall like top two or three best ice creams I've ever had. 
it, it's really phenomenal. It's very, stuff. very good. What did you that, get? When that we were wild there? berry crunch. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I get is their lemon black raspberry, which I love the acidity of the lemon, and they actually have like a black raspberry jam inside mm. of it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Anyway, uh, Mitchell's, <laughs> I love you. Uh, you want to be a sponsor? No, um, but Mitchell's ice cream. Seriously, if if you have the chance to check it out, it's the absolute best. It's so good. Okay. Speaking of food, you have this sitting I right do. next to. <laughs> Tell the audience what you have, and it's not even within arm reach. It's like you have to bend to get to it. it. So there, Sean is picking up something that looks delicious. That I. Oh my gosh, that looks so good. I'm All right, sorry. tell the audience what that is before I get upset and smack it's it onto the Russian floor. It's a Russian tea biscuit, and we just got them into work. So, uh, yeah, Air, so again, shout out to Arabica Coffee. There's your your second uh, promo. <laughs> Be a sponsor. Um, yeah. So uh, we get in, like, random pastries every once in a while. Do you know where and they so, come from? Uh, sh- there's a uh, wide variety of different bakeries. <laughs> I love that. Do you know where they come from? <laughs> From, the look on I've Sean's only been looking there for so like great. a month. Do you know where they come from? I, uh, <laughs> uh, just kind of you trailed off there, Sean. I've asked the same question. I've gotten the answer. Did I retain that answer? Absolutely not. You know what? Some information um, <laughs> you don't need to retain. You just need to know how to eat it. So for anybody out there could. that doesn't know what a Russian tea biscuit is, to avoid you having to Google it, mm-hmm. listeners, um, explain what that is it. because it looks upsettingly good. Uh, the reason why I'm not eating it is I'm doing the low-carb thing right now, and that is made out of carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so describe to the viewers uh, wh- what it is exactly. So it's a very thick cookie with um, some sort of raspberry jam in the middle and then powdered sugar on top. And so it's basically like a cookie sandwich with jelly, and it looks delicious, and I haven't tried any yet. Adam is giving me a very glaring look right now because he's very upset. It looks so good that I feel <laughs> I angry. Gave half to Emma earlier, I gave so. Yeah, he did. He was like, do you want some of this? I was like, no, but I know my wife will eat this. And she <laughs> gladly took it. She was very excited. Um, no, so I'm I'm doing the, um, I'm still on that. Jenny and I kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm still kind of on that low carb game that started, I want to say in like November. Now, when we went to Vegas, that got ruined. Um, because I, I <laughs> said we went to Em and I went to Vegas uh, in oh my gosh it was the beginning of July has that been a month ago mm-hmm. uh, time um, we went to Vegas in the beginning of July and I said listen I have been eating I think less than 20 grams of carbs a day uh, for like six months and I'm done with that um, when I go to Vegas like this is our big this is our big trip right now like things are opening back up um, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And, you know, we don't go to Vegas like a lot of people do. It's like, oh, we're just going to stay up till three in the morning and party. No, like at midnight, I'm in bed um, in my suite. Um, but we go for the shows and to eat food. So um, Cirque du Soleil was just opening again, mm. um, which was really amazing. We actually got to see the very first show of O. The It's like their water show. Um, so shout out to them. Incredible show. Yeah, it's it's our favorite show. We've seen it like three or four times. Become a sponsor. Um, yeah, oh, become a sponsor. Search this way. Um, you don't have to give me that much money. Um, but uh, but it was a phenomenal show, and it was actually their premiere show post pandemic. So we actually got to see their very first show, which was absolutely incredible. Mystere is another great show. I can't wait for all the other ones to open. One, the Michael Jackson show, Love, the Beatles show, all those shows. Um, please support if you're able to, if the traveling shows start again or whatever, please support them. Cirque du Soleil is absolutely amazing. Um, but when we went to Vegas, we went to all of our favorite restaurants. It's so funny. Cause like years and years ago, like decades ago, 
like Vegas was just five dollar buffets. That's it. Right. Vegas was just like the and then like four really good steakhouses, and that was Vegas. Like yay! And that one seafood place where you go. We're in Nevada. We're in a desert. We're in Nevada. Why would I eat seafood? I don't understand. Like, no, it's good. It's fresh. And you go, what is your definition of fresh? Because once again, in we're tank. in the middle of a desert. Um, but now they have some absolutely incredible restaurants. So we went there and I ate pasta. I ate bread. I ate cake. I Oh, my gosh. Um, and I actually, here's for the viewers out there. Listen to this, everybody. This is what happens when you go low carb and then you go all carb. <laughs> um, I gained in the like six days we were there, I gained eight pounds. Oh, my God. In six days. Um, and I've worked off about five and a half of those pounds mm. now. Um, but it was worth it. Absolutely. My worth body it. immediately was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> why are you doing this? Why to are me? you? Okay, cool. I'm just going to put it all right here. Um, so we did that. So if we were in Vegas right now and I'm looking at that little tea biscuit, I'm crushing <laughs> that thing. Biscuit. I'm crushing. So you took a bite. I did. Tell everybody it's how it's phenomenal. Is. All right. Why do you got to? It's really good. I'm sorry. Listen, you're the one. It was I away. Always, it was on a separate table. I, it was. I think he's just I always, been staring at it. I this always encourage time. honesty, but right now, <laughs> I would really prefer it if you lied to me and all the viewers tell and tell me how terrible it is. No, don't try to get rid of. Oh, I'm gonna wrap it up. Oh, it's going back on the table. You're gonna. You're not gonna keep eating it in front of me no. while a single tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> just that one single tear. Um, no, but I appreciate the mm, coffee. This coffee yeah. is really good. Mm -hmm. Um. What does it say? Cleveland Magazine, best coffee shop. Mm -hmm. What is Arabica local to Cleveland? I think it is. It because so. there's a bunch of them, right? There used to be. Like okay. it was a big. So it was a. I know it was a bigger chain, yeah. and now there are. I think there are only like two actual ones oh, left. Really? But the guy who started it, I know, still owns like the name. Yeah, but Arabica yeah, just so. seems like a major brand. Like, when yeah. I read that term, Arabic, I'm like, yeah. that's got to be everywhere. I but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. At least not anymore. Because, yeah. But you know, and we and we checked it out before, Nervous Dog locally. I love their coffee. Mm -hmm. Nervous Dog has such good coffee. During the pandemic in particular, we really try to support local business, whether that's going 100%. to um, shout out Cedar Lee. We're doing a lot of shout outs in this episode, but I Cedar like Lee it. Theater. I love supporting Cedar Lee Theater. Um, you've been to movies there. We've mm -hmm. been renting out theaters for months and months there. Cedar Lee, um, they have taken the most amazingly good care of us. They've become like family to us. Uh, Liz and Sharon, shout out to both of them. Um, they've become like family to us. Um, we were going and renting out theaters and seeing where they would tell us like, you've been the only people to come in today. Mm -hmm. Like you've been the only people to come in. So, uh, supporting local business is huge, definitely during a pandemic. So everybody, please support local business wherever you can. Um, so whether it's coffee or ice cream or mm -hmm. a movie theater or whatever it is you do, support local business. Mm -hmm. They need a local restaurants. Like they really need our help. I mean, how many places have closed? Right? Yeah. It's just it's, it's been really terrible. Rough. Like even not even like these small mom and pop places. Like major, like major huge restaurants have closed shop. Right. Like in this area, which is so wild. Like, places that I thought, okay, that place will be fine. That's a Michael Simon place. Right. It's like, no. oh, that place is untouchable. No, 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 close shop. And you're like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. um, so that's why, you know, if, if these huge major places that are backed by celebrity chefs and stuff are closing, people get out there, support your local places. Um, Please. You know, it's it's essential for sure. So, um, but, but no, this is good coffee. But Nervous Dog I really like. Um, that's 
it's kind of right next to Mitchell's, and it's just a like perfect little like patio area, and everybody can just set up and hang out, and it's really good stuff. So Adam likes his places. I do. <laughs> I have places that I like. I'm a loyal. I'm a loyal he guy really when it comes to places like. And I'm over here like, let's try something different this yeah, week, <laughs> which I'm like okay with. And then I go, what do you want to try? And then you suggest places that aren't open. I know. So I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm like, hey, I'm happy to try. <laughs> and you're a new like, place. so we're gonna go back to Mitchell's. Yeah, you just got to do your research. All right, don't come at me with something without the research being done. Because I'm going to go to my go-tos. I'm going to go to my favorites. <laughs> I have my places I like getting wings at. I have my places uh, I like getting certain coffee. Where do you like I getting s- wings? How have we never discussed wings? Um, okay, so to to be honest, I like Boss Talks wings. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because they give I you, mean, like, the good. whole wing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I like their uh, the sweet chili sauce on them. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then what other places do I really like for wings? Oh, actually, okay, this is the one place that doesn't make any sense to me, but it makes all the sense to me. So there is a place that's local around here called Manhattan Deli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Their wings are amazing. Really? Huge, huge wings. And, like, they're not that expensive for what you get. But, really? like, they're probably, like, the biggest, like, fattest wings. Oh. Um, and they have all different types of sauces and stuff. Uh, honestly, we love going to Winking Lizard. Not because uh-huh. of the quality of wing, but yeah. because of the types of sauces you yeah, can get. absolutely. Um, and I've gone with uh, with a coworker of mine, Nikki, and we've gone to Winking Lizard enough times where of their list of like thirty sauces, whatever. Ha- the only ones we haven't tried are their top three hottest ones. Okay. Yeah, it's like magma nine one one, and, and with, the other one is just like don't <laughs> don't eat this. Like we haven't opened this barrel of hot sauce in yeah. thirty years. Don't eat this. Um, but we've tried all the other ones. Listen, I love Winking Lizard. They're not listening, so it's fine. No, it's fine. Um, the order of your sauces, Winking Lizard, needs to be updated. You're you're seriously out of touch with spice level. I'm so sorry. sorry. Be a sponsor. I apologize. Um, but you're seriously out of touch. Like, we'll try a sauce that says like, um, you know, like something something hot green sriracha, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite green sriracha and spicy sesame are two my two favorite sauces. But the green sriracha is like three notches above another sauce that is clearly spicier than the green sriracha. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And it's not just my flavor like profile. I've had other people try it, and they're like, oh, this is so much it's spicier, a lot hotter. Um, so I don't know who organized the list, um, and I'm sorry to call you out, but I hope other people call you out. And if you're the owner, do whatever you want because you own it, and I support you. Be a sponsor. Um, but anybody else that's been involved in that process, you're wrong. Um, I'm sorry. I love your sauces, but you're wrong. Um, you said, how are we not talking about wings? So yes. tell me now your favorite wing places and sauces. My favorite, my favorite place to get wings um, around here is – a tiny little tavern called Just One More in Kirtland. Um, it is a hole-in-the-wall bar. Love and it I'm already. sure the oil that they're frying them in has been there for decades. Yeah. But it gives it character. they are so... And literally all I get is their garlic parm. Oh, my God. And it's just... You had me at garlic. It's just so... And they do both. They do party wings, so like yeah. individual drums and flats, yeah. but then they also do whole wings, too. Ooh. And it's... Uh, they're just Do, so good. Um, what would you say makes what, for you? What makes yeah. a wing good? What really is it? The sauce? Is it the wing itself? Is it a combination? Like, let's get it. Let's deep dive. Let's into deep wings. dive into chicken. Anybody wings. listening? If you don't like, for years if you don't like wings, wings, or you aren't into wings, or you don't care about wings, I would say give this a fast <laughs> forward of a solid <laughs> two to thirty minutes. <laughs> Okay. Um, so tell me what what is what is your wing combo? What so, do you like? 
in order of importance. Oh my gosh, okay. I love that you have All an right. order. Absolutely. This is amazing. First order is crispiness. Okay. Okay. Crunch factor. Crunch factor. Yeah. It's got if you get if the skin is see, I don't really like breaded wings a lot. Yeah. Um, because I just think it's it's a little too much. I'll eat them, like absolutely fine, but I just think it's a little too much. I prefer just a regular <laughs> regular dull chicken skin fried yeah. wing. Um outside's gotta be crispy. Mm-hmm. Um when it's chewy, I don't love that. Yeah, so you're making I a like, face. I'm exactly. making a face. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Chewy chicken skin, not good. But if it's crispy, that's number one. Okay. Crispy, crispy, great. Second is sauce. Mm-hmm. Sauce has to be good. Yep. What are your favorite sauces? Um, I I run the gamut. Like okay. I I really like. I can't do too hot and spicy, but I like a little bit of heat. Like I like a good say buffalo a, sauce. a one to ten scale. Kind of where are you at with spice? Like, like six. Like zero being a plain wing and ten being like a you know you're you have nine one one on scale. Yeah. yeah, probably about six. A six. Five, okay. to, five to six. So right above. Like, yeah, buffalo. Yeah, like like, yeah, a, yeah, like a, a good a buffalo nice sauce. buffalo yeah. sauce. Yeah. Um, I love Thai chili sauces. Mm, I love so barbecue sauces. I really like different kinds of yeah. We- like trying experimenting with yeah, different for sauces sure. I love. Um I'm a big dipper, so mm. even if the the wing sauce is phenomenal, it's going to have ranch or blue cheese on it. I'm always I'm bones. <laughs> I'm I'm a blue cheese guy. I I'm a, that's so wild cuz I'm exact if I put the greatest sauce I've ever tasted in my life uh, I'm dipping it in blue cheese. Exactly. Like I, people are like, "Wait, you're you're taking away from." I'm like, "You shut no. your mouth while I'm eating my wings, all right? I know how to do this. I'm an adult. I know how I want them." But see, my thing is I'm very specific. If it's a barbecue style sauce, mm-hmm. it gets ranch. If it's a buffalo style sauce, it gets, it blue, gets blue cheese. Is it for the cooling factor? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the combination of flavors. I hope you know me well enough to be aware that I, we have to figure this right. out. So we're going to eat some wings. <laughs> we have to work on figuring this out. You got to take me to that place, the hole in the wall. Yes. And we'll, we, we will absolutely go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love just one more. It's. Shout out, be a sponsor. Yeah, be a sponsor. No one that goes to Just One More is ever going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Not a single one. So I can definitively say be a sponsor. (laughs) Um, The final thing is uh, is the chicken meat itself. Yeah. Like, it's got to be juicy, not dry. And it's got you got to have enough on it for it to be worth. The That's wing. the thing. Like, That's what yeah. drives me crazy. Sometimes you'll you'll order wings and you'll get it, and not only is it dried up, and you're like, oh, they cooked this last week, but like you go to bite into it, and it's just like basically breaded bone. Right, and there's nothing. And you're there. like, what is happening here? Right. Like, I feel like you should pay me to eat this. Right. Um, so when you get those really like those big wings and the meat is like juicy and good, that's why I actually like Boss Dogs wings because mm-hmm. I like the grilled, which is different. It's very different, but like. The skin still has a crispiness to it, and the meat is always so mm-hmm. juicy, and that's what mm-hmm. I. That's why I really get them. Mm-hmm. It's because, of, like the the the, you know, sweet chili sauce. You can get that anywhere, right? Um, you can grill a wing, whatever. It's the juiciness of the meat yeah. that I really, really love. Yeah, yeah. We do have very good wings. Do you ever <laughs> eat them? What are your favorite them things once. at the place that you work at, at? Boss Dog? Well, at I mean at Arabica, just the coffee's really good. Mm, so good. <laughs> Pastry's always really good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um. We also, I mean. Our, um, I have no idea, I have no idea where he gets any of his food from, which is probably bad, but the croissants that we get mm. at Arabica, phenomenal. Super a breakfast, flaky, Yeah, buttery. and I'm not a big croissant sandwich person, yeah. but the croissants there, I will, 
I will take that over a bagel anytime. Really? Yep. Because a, a poorly made croissant sandwich, when you go to like pick it up and bite it, just crumbles it and falls, falls apart. apart. These and do I, not. That drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I hate Same. that. That's like a low quality croissant. Same. Yeah. 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 These are very good. And at Boss Dog, um, Nashville hot chicken is really good. Yeah, it is. I've had that. That's yeah. really tasty. The salmon cake BLT is also very good. It's very different, yeah. but very good. I went there with somebody uh, maybe like a week or so ago, and they got that. And they said, oh, you know, I was like, yeah, I basically tried most things. And they ordered that, and I went, I have not tried that. That's one of like four things on the menu I haven't tried. <laughs> and she really liked it a uh-huh. lot. She said it was it's really, good. really good. The yeah. pizzas are also really good. Yeah, that, uh, that chicken pesto one. Everybody out there is like, what are they talking about? We don't listen. Look it up if you're in the Cleveland area. <laughs> Google it, Boss Dog. Um, just get on it. We become a do, food do some, po- food do podcast. some, yeah, do some Foodie. work, people. Welcome to the food <laughs> podcast with Sean and Adam. Uh, it's like a podcast within a podcast. Um, no, that's hilarious though. Uh, but yeah, I, I do really like their wings, and now I want to go to that wing place. Yeah, it's like challenging. Have you been a winking lizard with their sauces and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been. We, I've lived in this area wings my whole are, life. Wings There's, are whatever. The sauces. Yeah, though. the sauces are phenomenal. Mm. What's that? There's the the um the gold the golden uh, no. yeah no 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 yeah it has golden in the name. It's actually <laughs> this is how much I go there on the menu. It's right below spicy sesame. I the name <laughs> is right below spicy sesame, uh, but it has the word golden. Uh, I know that for sure. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, though. Um, I really like their sauce. The Goldfinger. 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 Yeah, that's it. Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, no, but you no. Remember. I Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> now, now I want to watch James Bond movies. Uh, are you Are you looking forward to the new James Bond coming out? Speaking of, you no, went to James Bond, and I went to. <laughs> I know. I know. We were in two different tracks. This is how my movie mind I'm, works. I, that's this fair. is what everybody has to accept. Oh God. Are you? Uh, have you watched the James Bond franchise? Have you watched them all? Or any of them? Wait, so this was great. As I said, have you watched them all? And I saw Sean's face change. I immediately went to, or any of them? (laughs) Not a (laughs) single Have you watched every single movie or any movie? any movie? Um, I have seen every single Bond film. That's not surprising. Um, M has seen every single Bond film, actually, which is... Surprising. It's impressive. Like, you know, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, well, she's married to you. Yeah, so. she has no choice. Uh, she had actually <laughs> seen the majority of them, though, before we met, I think. Oh, cool. Um, and th- what's so weird with the pandemic is the newest one coming out, No Time to Die, was made. It was actually filmed like a year and a half or two years ago. Like it was oh, wow. done being filmed like yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Um, so it's like with Daniel Craig interviewing him, hey, what was your experience like? On the-? I don't know. I made it two years I ago, man. Remember. What do you want from me? Like, I. <laughs> I don't know what I had for breakfast. I did this two years ago. I haven't been James Bond for two years. Like, um, but uh, I would be curious. Anybody, please chime in out there of what your favorite Bond film is. It is a very divisive world. People are like, I'm. First off, you have to pick which Bond is your favorite. So right. some people are like a Sean Connery purist or a Roger Moore or those occasional sociopaths that like Timothy Dalton. Um, Not Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, uh, Daniel Craig, you know, um, George Lazenby, <laughs> if we're going super, super old school. Um, it, what's really interesting is when they announced that Daniel Craig was going to be Bond, I went, no, thank you, pass. No, thank you, I'm good. Uh, and then Casino Royale, Royale came out and his first Bond movie, and I said, this is one of the best Bonds I've ever seen. And he was so phenomenal. Daniel Craig has done in every other, and that's the most interesting thing. So Casino Royale was incredible. I mean, in every way, Mads Mikkelsen as the villain, he plays a villain so well. The next film was Quantum of Solace. Mm. Terrible. 
Really? Like when I use the word terrible, I mean terrible. It was made during the writer's strike, so it had rights uh, and rewrites and rewrites and rewrites. Okay. It is a terrible movie. Yeah. The Bond that came out after that is my favorite Bond film ever. Skyfall. Skyfall. The yeah. best Bond movie ever made. Anybody out there, I'm not a fighter, but the terminology is fight me. Um, the best Bond film ever made is Skyfall, in my opinion. Um, and then the movie after that, Spectre, terrible. Did not Has like he it. Done that many Bond films? Yeah, this is his fifth. Jesus. Yeah, he's done more than Pierce. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize. Is Daniel no. Craig has actually been doing this? Like for a I long remember. Time. See, I feel I like I don't remember the ones him. that you say are bad. Like I don't remember. Yeah. Like I remembered um, Casino Royale. I remembered I like Skyfall. But I remembered Skyfall because of Adele performing the song Amazing. on the Oscars. Yeah, and, yeah, so and it's good. not only is Skyfall, I think, the best Bond movie, but like that's my favorite. It's so good. That's my favorite Bond song. So I'm currently looking it up right now. Um, but I think Casino Royale was 2006. Casino Royale was 2006. So Daniel Craig has been James Bond for 15 years. 15 years. And what's so weird is that's what he's identified as, but he had like right. an entire career before he was James Bond. Yeah. Um, if anybody out there has seen Layer Cake, such an amazing film. Really, really good. That was right before he was Bond. Um, and now he he definitely wants to get out and do more stuff. Like Knives Out was incredible. He was so good at Knives Out. I need to see that. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I, I think they're filming yet. at least two, two, two more. more. Yeah, two more. That's and cool. he's currently like working on it right now. Um, but yeah, Skyfall is the best Bond film. Like you can just what's beautiful about Skyfall, um, like many of the actual Bond films. But what's beautiful about Skyfall in particular is you can just watch that one and no other Bond film, and you'll be totally satisfied. Hmm. They do a great job of explaining backstory. It's really one of the first times they go very heavily into his backstory, mm-hmm. uh, which is really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm a total geek about that movie. Em and I just watch it every once in a while because it's just so, so good. It has so many layers of just, like, awesome to it. But I totally get why he's like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, when I started this, I was a young lot. and fit. And yeah. now I have to be in my mid-50s and be fit. Right. And that's not it's like really like Hugh Jackman enjoyed. is Wolverine, like, trying, he's like, trying to right, get back into I'm, that I'm shape. Good, is man. just insane. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Like, you see him where he's got his, like, 30-pack going mm-hmm. on where he hasn't eaten a carb <laughs> in six years, you know. Um, and he's just like, yeah, guys, I'm getting old. Like, I can't do it's this hard. anymore. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. It's hard at 29. Yeah, right. <laughs> my, sh- my struggle at 35 to keep my incredibly fit physique. Um, <laughs> it's rough. I get it. I get you. Hugh Jackman, I feel you. I get how hard it hey, is. Yeah, we understand. Um, he, so we're, we're on the movie working. topic, so I want to go back to you said in the very beginning, rewind. That's the rewind noise. Um, Harry Potter, how when yeah. that came out. Yeah. So did you read all the books? I did. Okay, so I'm one of those people. I've never read a word in any of the. Yeah, give me that look again. I'm sorry. See what happens. I'm sorry. Um, no, when, when, I I said this, when I said this to Brandon, when I said this to Brandon, he gave me the same look. He went, he went, oh, you're... Literally, this is how he said it to me. He goes, oh, you're one of those people. One of just those. And I went, yeah, man, See, I am one of those people. And there's more than one of me. No, I've never I met I would argue one. that there's probably more people that. I hope so. That watch the movies and did not read the books. <laughs> yeah. At this point, there probably are because of there's an entire generation of children that grew up with yeah. the movies and probably never read a single I love the, the readers. Books. My wife loved all the books. I get it. <sighs> I get that whole thing. You know what was really interesting about the movies for me? And then I, I want to get your full take on the books compared to the movies. Okay. All right. Okay. For me, all right. the very first Harry Potter movie I saw, I went, okay, this okay, this uh-huh. is cute. This is fine. There's it's nothing, a kid's movie. There's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. 
um, one of the very few franchises ever that as the films went on, they got better mm-hmm. and better and Absolutely. better and better and better. Um, my favorite one, I would say, is probably The Order of the Phoenix movie-wise. I also love Order of the Phoenix, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people really don't I like really, Order of the Phoenix. I really, like that one. I felt like there was so much character development yes. in that film. I felt like there was so much... There were so many payoffs that you've been waiting, you know, however yes. many movies for. Yes. I really felt like, for, at least for me, that was the one where Harry became like an adult. That was yes. the one where Harry was like, okay, I'm not a kid in like a wizarding world, and what do I do? It was like where he was like, I'm oh, taking, there's a war. Yeah, I'm taking a stand. <laughs> yeah. This is not cool. Like, yeah. and Hermione and Ron, every, every, it was like, it felt like for me, and, and, you know, people listening out there might be like, you're wrong or whatever. But it felt like for me, that was when the adults said, we need help. And the kids said, we'll help you. Mm-hmm. Um, we need all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. We need everybody. And that acknowledgement of like, people are going to die. Yeah. People are going to, and they do. Yeah. Like people do yeah. die. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember so vividly watching that movie and being going into it and going like, okay, cool, another Harry Potter movie. And when that movie ended, I went, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Like, wherever this is going, I I now feel invested. Mm-hmm. I now feel on board. That movie really did it for me. Mm-hmm. I loved Order of the Phoenix. So but, so what was your perception of books compared to films? Obviously, I'm I'm going to make the assumption you like the books more. Is that, is that a correct? Not necessarily. Okay. Well, this is interesting. Because, Most people I so talk this to is are my, like, books. So this is my argument because I will never forget this. One of my friends when I was in high school, because the sixth movie came out. And Which one was that? That is Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Um, when I saw that, I got very upset because Half-Blood Prince is my favorite book. Okay. And probably my least favorite movie. Okay. Um. Is that the and one where spoiler alert? Spoiler everybody. alert! Hold on. Spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> Twenty year spoiler. spoiler! If you fast forwarded through like ten seconds ahead of time, I'm still saying spoiler. Ten spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. Um, is that the one where Dumbledore dies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, is that why it's your favorite book? No. Okay. It is my favorite book because it delves so much more into Voldemort's backstory yeah. and what and how the whole Horcrux thing came yeah. about and yeah. figuring that out and yeah. what is ha- like what each Horcrux means and how he made that transformation yeah. from like from prefect perfect boy into evil incarnate yeah and i just found that so fascinating yeah. and i felt like i understand why they made the 7th book two movies yeah i honestly feel like they should have done the same with the sixth one because they would have been able to do more in terms of the backstory and the character development you feel like they they crammed too much into one movie i feel like they didn't do anything in the sixth one like they made the like i try so hard i try so hard to separate them there's one really really (laughs) and this is what i view it as one of the later ones that's incredibly boring Yes. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah, where nothing happens. Nothing happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people will no, no, argue no, no. that what? the seventh movie is also boring and nothing happens and they're just camping the whole time. But I love the seventh movie because I feel like it gives you an opportunity to really see how, one, their friendship is developing in this state of, like, chaos and in this war when the three of them are off trying to do their own thing and they have no idea what's going on in the outside yeah. world because yeah. they're so focused on this thing, this mission that they yeah. have. 
Anyway, but the I could talk that's, so no, much. No, no, that's the one I agree, though. Yeah. Um, like Cliff Notes wise, like it. It felt very boring to me. Yes. I remember thinking like nothing's really happening. It's like the teen angst. Was there a like, dance like, in that movie? Um, there's not a dance, but there the dance it comes in the fourth one. Okay. Um, but there's the like Christmas party. That like, that's that, what I'm yes. thinking of. Yeah. Yes. I remember having a moment in the theaters where that party's going on and me thinking nothing's happening. nothing is happening. Nothing's happening. It's in this literally movie. just the teen drama yeah. romance movie. It's the Dawson's Creek and of that Harry is Potter's, not which I love. Dawson's the book. Creek, the <laughs> like, anyway, continue. But I try so hard to separate the films and the books in my head because I feel like they're very, very different. Yep. And obviously like the movies are, they're an, in, they're an adaptation. They're an interpretation of yeah. a different story. Yeah. So I understand that things have to change. You have For to sure. make, so I don't like to pit the two against each other. And that's because I had a friend in high school get really frustrated with me because I got so upset about the sixth movie and she loved it. Yeah. So she was like, don't ruin this for me kind of a deal. And I was like, I get it. So yeah. I try to like, I try to separate them. Try to have that balance. Anyway, yeah. I could talk. I literally could talk about maybe Harry we Potter should do another episode about like Harry Potter. This. Yeah. I would absolutely love to yeah. do that. Yes, because I see this passion washing I... <laughs> over you right now, and you look like you're like, all right, how many more hours do you have to talk about? So... You know, but but in like in all seriousness, let's do an episode where we I talk would love about that. like we'll talk about like. Um, Harry Potter, we can talk about like anime stuff. Yes. We can talk about old school Power yeah. Rangers, like yes. all kind. Look at you. Yes. It's like Christmas okay, for you. Okay, but here's, this is here's, great. here's the thing it is like Christmas for me, but I'm going to give you homework okay. before that. You are looking straight into my eyes. I right am. Now. This is intense. <laughs> because I know I like that Brandon this. told you the same thing. Okay. And I don't think you did it because I think you would have told me if you had done it already. What homework? You have to watch at least a couple episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. I can absolutely do that. Is <laughs> okay. that the one that's each episode's only like 20 minutes? 20, or so? yeah, yeah, it's like 22 minutes. Dude, yeah. I can bang a whole bunch yeah. of those out. And honestly, you talking about the fifth Harry Potter movie and, yeah. and getting like excited by the yeah. fact that like there's this war going on yeah. and they really have to step up and it's yeah. the kids being like, okay, yeah. we're going to help. We're ready to go. That's yeah. like, I'm literally getting chills right now Ooh. thinking about Avatar right. The Last right. It's very. It's very similar. Like the world building that happens in the first two episodes of Avatar is Yeah. It's it's incredible. I will take you up on that homework. If you schedule to do another one of these, I will watch those. I can do that. You can do you can handle that. <laughs> I think I can handle that. Um because we are let's do a <laughs> I was time. Gonna say, it's been we a are long at time. one hour and thirteen <laughs> minutes. This is incredible. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with any of this. This is a phenomenal episode. I feel episode. like we could keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally feel like we could keep going. And we will. But we just got to do it on another episode. Yeah, that's absolutely um, fine. I don't have, like, Joe Rogan status where I can do a four-hour right. podcast. Four-hour podcast. Somebody will listen episode. to every second of it. Um, no. Like, let's legit, like, do that. Because that's mm-hmm. it's sort of interesting because I Brandon wants to do something like that with me. Similar, mm-hmm. like, talk about just, like, that world of stuff of, like, geeking out and nerding out about yes. that kind of stuff and everything. So... Uh, maybe we can do like mm, my brain is working. Maybe we can do like all of us. Um, that would be good. That would be so much fun. But I, I feel like this is a good stopping point because I could. Well, this could go on for like another it hour. Really could. And then I would like look at the screen and be like, um, I have other things I have to do today. Um, but this is really cool. This is fun. This is a, a good time. Me too. You have fun, Sean. I had a great time. I, I hope everybody out there had fun with us too. We talked about Harry Potter and wings and James Bond <laughs> and high wings. school experiences and show choir. 
this is what I love about the rambling series. It's um, great. Is that you could just delve into learning about a human, mm. and you are an interesting human. You're a Enjoy. wonderful human. Um, <laughs> and my so my wife and I have sort of adopted you as very quickly, <laughs> like a very good friend. Yes. Um, and you're you're one of the good ones. So. Um, but anybody out there uh, that's listening, uh, if this is uh, your your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, the rambling series uh, is a lot of fun. I just enjoy doing this so much. It's great to sit here. Sean and I are facing each other. Uh, We're sitting about how many feet apart? Maybe three. Three, four. Three, four <laughs> feet apart. I have, we have our coffee. He has his little, I have my his tea, little biscuit. tea biscuit that I can't <laughs> eat and then I won't eat. Um, but before I finish up, I have to. I was just about to finish up, but then I reminded myself I want to do the little rapid fire Q and A with you. Okay, yeah. Are you sure. down? Yeah. All right, hit it'll me with be it. quick. Yep. Let's uh, do it. First question: um, What is your favorite late night snack? Uh, Reese's Puffs. Oh, that was a good choice. <laughs> I really like I love cereal. Anything. At like late night, it's weird. It's I don't eat cereal a lot for breakfast, but it's like a good. Brenner yeah. is one of the greatest inventions ever. Breakfast for yep. dinner. Yep. Um, everybody out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, dream vacation. Uh, Italy. Italy. Um, yes, Ooh. I want to go to Florence so so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to. I I would really like to go to Rome too and do the whole thing, but I really just want to. I want to see Florence. I want to see Venice. I want to really get kind of the history of everything. Yeah. Or, yeah, Italy. Love that. Um, what makes you sad? Um, many things. <laughs> Pick one or two. Pick one or two. Save that for the next episode. Um, oh gosh, what makes me sad? Um, injustice makes me sad. Um, other people hurting makes me sad. Very empathetic. Um, <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah, you are. Um, I just know that you—you you know that from just being around you. You're a good heart. You're a good soul. Yeah. My own blushing. All right, let's let's get past the side. What makes you happy? What makes you happy? Uh, uh, Jake. That's my boyfriend. Um, Shout out to Jake. That was the first thing that popped into my head, which oh, I think I is love adorable. That. What a great answer! Because that was quick. It was. There was no editing involved in this. That was instantaneous. Um, um my family. Yeah. People. Your people make guy. me happy. Yeah. Uh, last question. What mm-hmm. advice would you give your younger self? Um, respect your fear. Don't bow to it. Mm. Have you said that before? No, that was good. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down and I, take full I credit was for like, that. I was a little, a little impressed with myself fe- right respect now. Respect your fear. Don't bow down to it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I got the chills going. Yeah. On. I will. My first thought was don't be afraid, but then I was like, no, because. Fear is important it's, for it's a lot of things, and, the, and, and you were afraid for for valid reasons. Yeah, um, I love that. So that's why like, don't don't take away right. your fear because right. it's like you just said that you're invalidating yourself. Right. Wow. So that's why I was yeah. Words and wisdom by Jeez. Sean. <laughs> Sean, look at this guy. Um, well, I think that's literally the perfect note to end this podcast, that's and good. we will be back with a future episode. Sean, <laughs> so thank excited. you for doing this. Thank you. I really I had a appreciate blast. this. So, great. once again, for everybody out there, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will catch you on the next episode.